0: You're listening to Tea with Basha, a podcast that inspires you to curate your life and be the version of yourself that you want to be. My name is Basha Restrepo, and I'm sharing lessons, perspectives, and discussing topics that will help you help yourself. Because as they say, everything that you need is already within you. Welcome back to Tea with Basha. If it's your first time here, welcome. Welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in today. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with us, and that is so appreciated. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and follow us on Instagram at Tea with Basha. Now grab your tea and let's talk. So today we are talking about setting boundaries alike a boss. Whether or not we realize it, we all have boundaries in every relationship we hold. It's a line that we draw, usually an unspoken social contract of sorts. With people we encounter every day, our boss, our partner, our parents, acquaintances. However, recognizing and setting healthy boundaries can prove to be a lifelong challenge. So, in this episode, we will teach you Boundaries 101. And by the time it's over, you should be able to set boundaries like a boss. So, what are boundaries? Simply put, boundaries are limits we place within relationships, and they can be based on many different things. You can set boundaries in your romantic relationships, professional, or even your friendly relationships. It also depends on our comfort and skill levels. Boundaries are also a form of responsibility. We don't tend to think of it that way, but both in taking care of yourself and personal responsibility on the part of all involved parties. According to Therapist Aid, there are a range of boundaries from porous to rigid, with healthy falling somewhere in between. So porous boundaries tend to be set by people who get overly involved in other people's situations and lives. I think we all know someone out there like that. They tend to let their emotional and sometimes physical health falter in favor of other people. This could be out of a dependency issue, as a product of abuse, or a fear of rejection. Rigid boundaries, on the other hand, are set by people who like to put a wall up or a barrier up. Between them and most other people, if not all other people. People with very rigid boundaries tend to have fewer friends, seem detached, and are less likely to ask for help, even when they desperately need it. I personally was a rigid boundary setter for a very, very long time, and it has really changed the game for me personally to set healthier boundaries. So what are some traits of individuals that set rigid, porous, and healthy boundaries? So you can understand what category you fit into. So healthy boundaries, let's start with that. When you have healthy boundaries, you value your own opinions. You don't compromise your values for other people. You share personal information in an appropriate way that doesn't over or undershare. You know your personal wants and needs and you are able to communicate them. And you also accept when others say no to you. Healthy boundaries are those that help you maintain the best possible all around health. And for many people, at first, they can feel uncomfortable setting boundaries because due to falling on one side or the other of the boundary spectrum, the rigid porous. So healthy boundaries help us develop our true selves better. Also, healthy boundaries help us develop a better understanding of personal responsibility, how to take care of ourselves, and how to take care of the people around us. They also help us manage and care for our relationships in a healthy way. What about rigid and porous? We touched briefly a little bit earlier on what those are, but someone with porous boundaries overshares personal information. They have a very hard time saying no. They're over-involved with others' problems. They depend on the opinions of others. They accept disrespect and they fear rejection if they don't comply with others' requests. Versus rigid, which is on the opposite end of that spectrum, People with rigid boundaries avoid intimacy and close relationships. They are very unlikely to ask for help. They have very few close relationships, if any. They're protective of their personal information to an extreme. They may seem detached, even with romantic partners. And they keep others at a distance to avoid the possibility of rejection. So that's kind of interesting. Both rigid and porous boundaries, they have that fear of rejection that causes them to build up a wall and just set crazy boundaries versus porous where they just completely have no wall and there's just nothing there. So Healthline has these basic rights that we all have. And I really want to share them with you because I think that they're kind of like affirmations. And if you want, you should definitely write them down or add them to your Google Keep or your notes on your phone, whatever. And when you're finding it difficult to set boundaries. Just refer to them and say these to yourself. So number one, I have a right to say no without feeling guilty. Number two, I have a right to be treated with respect. Three, I have a right to make my needs as important as others. Four, I have a right to be accepting of my mistakes and failures. Five, I have a right not to meet others' unreasonable expectations of me. Don't you just love that? So in terms of setting boundaries, context is really important. The same set of boundaries wouldn't necessarily apply in professional relationships as it would in personal relationships. And not every relationship itself fits into a neat little box. In fact, most don't. And that's where things can get a little bit complicated. But here are the five common types of boundaries. Number one, friendly. Two, professional. Three, romantic. Four, strangers. And with strangers, you don't have to be polite to anyone, especially strangers. I mean, it's nice to be polite. It's just a nice, kind thing to do. Also with strangers, physical boundaries like personal space. I'm here in New York City, and I know that personal space is highly in question when we are on the subway during a rush hour commute. And finally, family, boundaries with family. Family is most people's first interaction with boundaries. And we tend to develop our boundary style and choices from our interactions with our family. They can also be the hardest group of people to set boundaries with, depending on expectations and internal external pressures. This could be extremely stressful for a lot of people, and I can completely relate. Here are two context questions to consider. One, what are cultural factors? And number two, what are your values? So... I'm sure our individual cultures can be drastically different. So what may be a boundary in one culture is not a boundary in another and vice versa. And the same applies to values. People have different values in this world. And again, that's completely okay. We're all different people. But you have to understand what yours are and what you will and will not tolerate. Now, how to set boundaries. All right. So there's no one way to set boundaries per se. but Here are some tips. One, get to know yourself really well. This was personally a game changer for me when I started setting boundaries in my life. It really took me a while to understand who I was, what I would and would not accept. I had to let go of a lot of things that I had gotten used to doing that were okay at one point, but I quickly realized when I actually thought about what I wanted that it just was not okay for me. How much energy are you willing to put into relationships? What do you need from the people you have in your life? Become an expert in yourself and develop an understanding of your feelings. Do you know when you feel uncomfortable? What changes do you notice when you're stressed and uncomfortable? Can you identify and see the difference between those feelings? Because everybody will be different. If you identify that feeling and things happen in your life that bring that feeling up, you know that's a boundary that you need to set. Next, think it through. One of the biggest hurdles to get over with setting boundaries, is that fear over the outcome. If I set this boundary with this person, will there be a fallout? What to expect? Will there be backlash? What's the worst that could happen? And how would you react to handle the worst? Is it as bad as you initially thought? Ask yourself, what difference would it make in your life if you did set the boundary? Would your life get better? Would you feel at ease? Would you be happier? These are important questions to ask yourself. And finally, as part of thinking it through, are you willing to live with any potential outcomes for the sake of your mental, physical, and spiritual well-being? Are you putting yourself first? Next, check in. Boundaries can shift throughout relationships. So periodically check in with yourself and see if the boundaries that you did set are still working for you. And if not, adjust. One of the best parts about life and about living life is that You're able to change your mind. You can evolve as a person, but you just need to check in with yourself. Next, have a plan. What's your course of action if someone refuses to respect a boundary you've set? What are you willing to tolerate? Because the sad reality of setting boundaries is some people will just not respect them. And unfortunately, in certain situations, you may find yourself having to let that person go. Because if someone is just not willing to respect a boundary that you set, they have no place in your life because it's just only going to add stress. Now, particularly if the boundaries that hopefully you'll be setting are reasonable, if someone's just not respecting them, next, saying no, that's another big one. Saying yes all the time is not necessarily a kind thing to do. It's okay to say no if you don't have the time or energy to do something, or even if you just don't want to do it. This is one of the simplest ways to set a boundary. But everyone thinks that the word no is so negatively charged, or they associate yes with being liked or or being kind. It's actually not that. You don't have to give any explanation for saying no on top of that. You do not owe anyone anything. Also, when you're communicating your boundaries, use I-statements. I feel blank when blank because blank. I feel like crap when you talk to me this way because it's rude. For example, what I need is blank. What I need is for you to speak to me with a more respectful tone. Done. Boundary set. And if someone doesn't respect it, you know their position on how they feel about you. Finally, limit accessibility. You can mute messages on your phone. You can delete messaging apps on your phone when you need a break. Also, you can set times and days to do things. I actually calendar block, and this has been literally incredible, calendar blocking. Calendar blocking has changed the game for me. Having specific times where I check my email, handle self-care, cook, run errands, record podcasts has allowed me to see my life in a little bit more of a structured way And it actually has caused me to be so much more productive. If you have not tried calendar blocking, I highly, highly recommend it. And I honestly found out about it through YouTube. I was just looking for tips on how to stay organized. And I saw a video pop up about calendar blocking and I watched it. And the video that I personally watched took you through the process of setting up your calendar, whatever calendar you use. I personally use Google Calendar, but it really did change the game. And remember, in terms of setting boundaries, this all takes practice. So have patience with yourself and get help if you need it. I always say on this podcast, I am not a mental health professional. I am just sharing tips and tricks that I've personally learned as I progress through this life. And I always advocate for the importance of speaking to professionals if that's something you feel you need. I'm so happy that the stigma is gone because I really do think it's gone, at least In the circle that I operate, there is no stigma about this. I know that for certain generations, there may still be a stigma, but there really is none. So the stigma exists if you allow it to. So what are some types of boundaries that we can set? We can set physical boundaries and we can set emotional, intellectual boundaries. Physical boundaries are obvious. They include your body, your sense of personal space, privacy. These boundaries are usually expressed through clothing, shelter, noise tolerance, body language. And as far as emotional and intellectual boundaries, these boundaries protect your sense of self-esteem and your ability to separate your feelings from others. So when you have weak emotional boundaries, you expose yourself to being greatly affected by others' words, thoughts, and actions. And you end up feeling bruised, wounded, and battered. It's an energetic sovereignty of sorts. These include beliefs, behaviors, choices, and your ability to be intimate with others. Here's an example of an emotional and intellectual boundary invasion. Sacrificing your plans, dreams, and goals in order to please others. Another example is not taking responsibility for yourself and blaming others for your problems. And finally, not knowing how to separate your feelings from your partner's and allowing his or her mood to dictate your level of happiness or sadness, a.k.a. codependency. We actually have an episode about that. The ability to be sovereign emotionally is instrumental in setting boundaries. Now, as part of setting boundaries, we need to manage expectations. So let's set some expectations for others in order to prepare yourself. One, you have to remember that not everyone will respect the boundaries you are setting. Remember, people have a version of who you are in their mind. And that may include you being a person that just plain old doesn't have boundaries. And they know they can reach out to you at midnight and ask you to do something and you'll do it. So it's really important for you to understand that there will be people in your life that will not like that you're setting boundaries with them. Oftentimes, people who want to take advantage of others will either use guilt or manipulation, and they use it to basically trick them into loosening their boundaries. So don't give in. Remind yourself why you're setting these boundaries in the first place. And if someone doesn't respect your boundaries, again, they have no business being in your life. Also, prepare for a shift in friendships and family relationships. Boy, I would love to know how many of you listening out there have experienced this, where you have lost friends and potentially even family members because of boundaries that you set please DM me on Instagram, leave a comment on one of the posts. I would really love to hear because the more and more I speak to people about these things, the more I realize that this is a fairly common occurrence. And it's kind of sad because it's easily avoidable if we just respect the boundaries of other people. And remember, if you need to take space from someone, do it. A healthy relationship will respect your boundaries, period. Even if it changes the relationship, all of us are growing, all of us are evolving, and that includes our relationships and our friendships. For example, let's assume someone is 30 years old and they've been friends with someone for 15 years, so you met in high school. Whatever relationship you had with that person in high school is going to be a little bit different than it is when you're 30, primarily because your life has changed, you've changed even if it's a little bit. Your relationship in college with someone may be very different than it is at 30. Because you were going out, you were partying. Maybe you have those friends that you partied with that you just don't have any common ground with anymore. It's completely normal. We sometimes grow out of friendships. We sometimes grow out of relationships. It's just all a part of the process of growing and evolving as a human. So now that we have set these expectations for others, you have to set expectations for yourself. Part of that is understanding and remembering that boundaries are flexible by nature. Boundaries will change as your relationship changes and as you change as a person. So setting them doesn't mean that they're set in stone or the writing is in indestructible ink. It can feel uncomfortable at first, especially if you're not used to setting boundaries. So, just remember, if you're feeling feelings of guilt, selfishness, or uncertainty, it is completely normal. It's almost like a reconditioning of the way that you are. You're not always going to get it right. So, allow yourself that space and that grace to figure out what you need. It'll take time. And again, don't be afraid to ask for professional help if you need it. So, in terms of setting boundaries, we talked about how to do that. But part of setting boundaries, is also learning to respect other people's boundaries. Growing up and getting older, we need to understand that people have boundaries of their own and we need to adjust and accept them if we want to keep these people in our lives. And in order to do that, you have to remember that you can only control your own actions. How you respond to other people setting boundaries will either set or change the tone of that relationship. Also, if you want other people to respect your boundaries, you have to respect their boundaries as well. Their boundaries may look different than yours, and that's completely okay. You set the boundary that is good for you, they set the boundary that's good for them, and it is what it is. Your cultural backgrounds may be different, and they may have boundaries attached to theirs. That's just the nature of being different people in a world filled with different, unique people. This is a big one. Unless they ask for your input, do not give it. You don't always know what someone else has been through or is going through. They might set certain boundaries because it's best for them at the moment, and they may not be looking for advice or criticism, even if it is meant to be constructive. They may just simply be testing a boundary that they're setting. So try to be mindful of when people are asking you for input versus not. Even if you think you're being helpful by offering your opinion, you have to understand that your opinion isn't always welcome and it's a tough pill to swallow. I've personally always loved to help people and I sometimes gave my advice when it wasn't asked for. It's very possible that that's happened, but the reality is even if it's coming from a good place, if it's not solicited, don't offer it. Or if you feel compelled to do so, ask. Hey, do you want my advice on what you should do? If you feel compelled to that level, just ask the question. But don't be surprised if the person comes back and says no. Also, remember, just like your boundaries can change at any time, so can theirs. Just make sure to respect that. Also, look for signs that someone might be trying to set a boundary with you. Obviously, we're not mind readers, so if someone's not doing a good job communicating those boundaries, that's kind of on them. But if someone says something to you like, I'm uncomfortable with this, or please don't do this, or whatever it is that they're trying to communicate to you, try to listen. And again, if you're not sure, ask. Is this okay? Is it okay if I give you a hug? These are simple questions you can ask. I think we often overlook how powerful our voice truly is, and we need to learn to use it more and not be afraid to speak up or to ask questions, because that's how we learn, grow, and evolve. So that's all I have for you today. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Tea with Basha. And I would love to hear how you have been setting boundaries like a boss. Looking forward to seeing you in the next one.